The Bible tells us there's a time coming just before the return of Jesus Christ where Christians will experience great tribulation. Many say this will be God's wrath and the church will be raptured before this time. Will we be raptured? Is the great tribulation the wrath of God or something else? Let's see what scripture has to say. Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at one 363 That's one 877 time Today we're talking about, is the Great Tribulation the wrath of God? We get calls and emails every single day about the Tribulation or the Rapture. And uh, many think that it's the wrath of God. And so we are going to dissect that today. Um, You know, Doug, we just heard announcements that uh, President Biden has, is going to rather, um, sign an executive order forcing all federal workers to uh, get the vaccine. And he also intends to extend that to the contractors that are in uh, uh, doing work for the federal government. And so that kind of is a topic that um, many people have been hitting us up about saying, you know, is this the mark of the beast? Is this what we are going to be experienced with uh, the Great Tribulation? And, um, you know, Texas just had this abortion um, law put in place. And now the uh, U.S. Justice Department is going to sue or they are soon. I don't I don't know the exact status, but I saw the update that they're going to sue Texas over that law, which is interesting since the Supreme Court has uh, ruled it constitutional. But nonetheless, these things are happening all around us and Christians everywhere are going, are we here? Is Jesus coming back today to save us before this persecution comes? What's going on? Yeah. Well, first of all, have you ever heard the slogan, don't mess with Texas? I have. They shouldn't mess with Texas. Agreed. Uh, But anyway, uh, yes. And you can understand because some of the things that are happening in our news right now, we've got a lot of people that are going, hey, wait a second. I I thought we were pretty good ways away from the mark of the beast happening and the tribulation and all those things. And like you said, a lot of people believe that we'll be raptured out before the tribulation. Uh, So we thought it was a good idea today to kind of break that down a little bit and talk about the tribulation. And can we just right out of the gate talk about this word rapture? Because every time we talk about it, people say it's not in the Bible. Right. Um, You know, you guys aren't talking about it properly, all that stuff. So can we talk about that uh, and just kind of get that out of the way right out of the gate? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. Well, I mean, what do you say when people say it's not in the Bible? Well, for one thing... The resurrections in the Bible, and that's what many people refer to as the rapture. Um, I can't remember the exact term. Are you saying the resurrection of Jesus? The the resurrection of the church, the the resurrection of the dead in Christ, and those who are still alive and left, that will be called up to meet Christ in the air. That is what people call the rapture. That's why we use the term rapture. That's why we say it. It's because that's what people mostly identify with as the resurrection. 
and and I know that the the word rapture is not in the Bible, uh, but there I can't remember the exact word right now off the top of my head, but uh, there is a word that is called away there in the Bible, and so that's what that resurrection is. It's when we are called to meet Christ in the air. So there it the term may not be there, but the resurrection is. The reference is, is that Jesus is going to call us into the sky right. to be with him. Everyone, basically everyone, knows that as the rapture. Yeah. Um, and so we call it the rapture because that's what people call it. Yeah. Not a big deal, right? Or, right. I mean, I guess some people might really not like that. But nonetheless, we're calling it the rapture because that's what people refer to this event as. Amen. That's right. We're not trying to make a statement or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just pretty straightforward. Yeah. Okay. And so today we're going to hit scriptures that are going to help us kind of understand what the Great Tribulation is and when the Great Tribulation starts and how we can know if we're in the Great Tribulation or not. So hopefully by the end of this show today, everyone will understand what the Great Tribulation is. Well, and then those, so people also say, well, Jesus wouldn't beat up his bride. Right. You know, they and this is, this is where we talk about the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. We are going to hit on that a little, probably a bad bad uh, choice of words that we're going to hit on that. Uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about the wrath of God and whether or not the Great Tribulation is the wrath of God. If you would like a more extensive uh, review of the wrath of God, we actually have a brand new lesson out that Dave just put out. It's his first solo DVD. It's called... Um, the seven vials and in it he goes into the wrath of God um, in, in great detail. You can get your copy uh, at endtime.com slash DVD uh, for this month only. Um, uh, October 1st, this will not be available. So if you're going to do it uh, for this deal, you better get on it today. Uh, for this month only, it's available for a donation of any amount. So whatever you feel the Spirit leading you to give to get this DVD, that will get it for you. If it's $10, great, we'll send it to you. If it's $500, that's okay too. Whatever you feel led to give for this DVD is what will get us to ship it to you. So go to endtime.com slash DVD and you can learn more about the wrath of God in great detail. Dave spends uh, just about an hour uh, in, in that lesson explaining what's going on there and how you can be exempt from going through the wrath of God. So you definitely want to make sure you do that. If you're an End of the Age Plus subscriber, it is streaming now. So go to watch.endtime.com and you can stream it this very moment. If you're not, you can sign up to, uh, for a free trial and watch it today. So be sure to do that. All right, Doug. What's the Great Tribulation? <laughs> the Great Tribulation. Do we have time? We got, uh, yeah. we got like a minute and a half. Just to kind of give you an overview, I guess, the Great Tribulation is uh, a three-and-a-half-year period that's going to happen just before uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ and the Battle of Armageddon. And it's a time that's just ahead of us. It's important that we understand it because it's going to affect pretty much everyone on the planet. And uh, it's something that we need to understand because we are really close to that time period. So I guess after the break we'll get more into it, but it's very important as a Christian to kind of understand the things we're going to talk about today and to break it down with scripture. Cause I know, you know, there's a lot of people that have been taught, uh, the timing of the rapture and we're really not going to 
I guess, dive off into a lot of that today, but that will come into play too because there's a lot of information about the Great Tribulation and the rapture. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of hit all those points. We're probably going to make some people upset. We're probably going to have a lot of people that you know want to um, speak more on the timing of the rapture today, but we're just going to kind of go through the tribulation scriptures today and get that all squared away. All right. Well, is the great tribulation the wrath of God? That's the subject for today. Uh, we're not going to go off into the, tri- uh, the, the rapture as Doug has stated. Uh, But our main focus will be talking about the Great Tribulation and what's to come. And we'll talk about how you can be exempt from that, um, from the wrath of God, that is. Uh, So we do have open lines. Give us a call at 1-877-END-TIME. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. The seven vials are coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Bible prophecy shows us that each of these judgments will be far worse than anything imaginable. The good news is there is hope. In our brand new video, learn how to be immune from these gruesome judgments and have peace in the end time. This month only, get our new DVD, The Seven Vials, with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. This offer is only valid through the end of the month. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call 800-END-TIME. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at one 363 8463 but not many. Uh, this is a hot topic. We realize that before we take calls, we do want to establish where we're coming from. So we're going to start right in Matthew 24, starting with verse 15. It says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place... Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to his to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. 
Okay, so the scripture tells us a lot of information. For one thing, Vince, it tells us what triggers the Great Tribulation. The event called the Abomination of Desolation triggers the Tribulation. So we're going to look into that in a minute. We're going to look into what the Abomination of Desolation is. But also there's something that it tells us here that those who be in Judea need to flee. So one of the things we understand from the peace agreement that we know is coming from Daniel 9.27 is that there will be an agreement there where the occupied territory, so it's called by the world government, is uh, in Judea. That's going to be a place where the Palestinians believe are their homeland and Jewish people are occupying this territory. Uh, In the peace agreement, it's been established that the Jews that have settled in those settlements can remain there under the Palestinian authority as Jewish people living under Palestinian rule in that area. So it appears like there will be a two-state solution. That's one of the things that they're talking about, uh, giving uh, the Palestinians that area and allowing the settlers to stay there. So that's what that appears to say in this scripture, is that those who live in Judea, in that area of the West Bank, that when this abomination of desolation occurs, something about what the Antichrist says at that point will trigger this great tribulation, and that's where it's going to start. It's going to start in the Judea area. It's going to start with the Jews, but it will become a worldwide situation, and we'll see that as we get into more of the Scripture. So I just want to kind of establish that as we get down and to understand that that one event that Jesus is telling us about there, and he even references it to Daniel, And it says, spoken of by the prophet Daniel. Then he says that he's going to stand in the holy place. Uh, He also says, let whosoever readeth understand. Mm. So a lot of people say, well, this is just for the Jews of that time. This was just for the Jews period, that kind of thing. But it says, let the reader understand. So he was speaking to the disciples at this point. This is the Olivet Discourse. And they are the ones who penned this or wrote this and Jewish people today don't read the New Testament. So it's talking to everyone who believes in Christ and is a born again believer and reads the Bible and those kind of things that would take that for word. So that's just a little side note there. But then we see um, that another important thing here is that we can look in Daniel to get the answers from some of this. So you want to read Daniel 7.25 there? Yeah, it's, uh, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. Okay, so this is telling us about the Great Tribulation. Now, Matthew 24 is the first time we see that term, the Great Tribulation. So we can look in other passages and we can see what the tribulation is going to be. But Jesus actually used the words great tribulation there. In Daniel, we see that this is going to involve the Antichrist, that he is going to make war against the saints. It says that he shall wear out the saints. But then it says that they will be given into his hand for a time, times, and the dividing of time. So that's some very key information there, Vince. Um, this is, it gives us the timing of how long the tribulation is going to last. We understand that a time equals one year, times equals two years, 
and the dividing of time is half a year. So that's three and a half years. We're going to prove this uh, by looking at uh, Revelation 13 that speaks of the exact same event. All right, it says, And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth and in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Okay, so here in Revelation 13, John is giving his interpretation of the vision that he sees. It's the exact same event. It's the war against the saints. And now it tells us in a different measurement of time, it tells us 42 months. So the 42 months and the three and a half years are the same thing. And that gives us the uh, understanding that the time, times, and the dividing of time is also a three and a half year period. How is that? I know some people like... How, can, how in the world do we make that connection? Because 42 months, if you take 42 months, that's three and a half years. Sure. And then when we know, we know from the scripture that uh, we can take this and also there's other scriptures that we didn't put in here today that are there that are 1,260 days. Mm-hmm. Also three and a half years. So it's, it tells us over and over in there. But there's also another key verse that we'll talk about later in Daniel 9.27 that says in the middle of a seven year period. The middle of seven years is also three, three and, and a half, half years. So we'll look at that a little bit later. But but the times thing, like that's a weird reference. Like we don't we don't right, reference we, time like that these days. So right. Where how, how do we make that connection? The connection is because it's the exact same event that's happening in Daniel thirteen as in Daniel uh, seven twenty five. He's making war against saints, and it tells us there that he is doing this for forty two months. So when you tie in that war with the saints, that's the tribulation period, and it lets us know that. We'll, we'll see more of that as we move through these okay. scriptures and look at it. So in uh, another view of the war in heaven, and, and this is uh, another view of the tribulation period. It's called the war in heaven, and it's in Revelation 12. Uh, so we'll kind of break Revelation 12 down. That's, a, that's the meat of what we're talking about today. All right, start in verse 7. It says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. Now, as I read that, it's past tense. And there was war in heaven. Mm-hmm. So it reads as if it's past tense, but... That's not the case, right? Right. It's not the case. This is a futuristic war. Some people think that this happened way back at creation, but there's scripture that is going to give us information to let us know that it's a future war uh, and that that will actually trigger this three and a half years that we're talking about of the Great Tribulation. See, Satan had access to God and he has access to God now. We know this from the book of Job when he came Uh, to God when God was there with the angels and he came in and had a discussion with God and God gave him, granted him permission to go after Job and to test Job's faith in God. And so he he let the devil do that. And the Bible also tells us um, some other things that are going to give us more indication there. So we know that uh, the devil had access in the book of Job. That would have been after creation. And then uh, we also will see it as we move down through this passage. Okay, Uh, starting in verse 9. 
and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. I like a little fun fact here that this is the first time that that old serpent is references. Satan, but it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, <laughs> uh, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So this scripture right here tells us that this is something that's happening right now until he is cast down and loses his spot forever. So he, he won't be able to come back into the access of God anymore. Um, so it says that uh, the, he's the accuser of the brethren and uh, he accuses them before God day and night. So he's doing that right now, but that will soon stop. And as we see in the next scripture, we see some more evidence there that we know this is something that's happening now. Verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So this is how we can prove that this is happening now and it wasn't something that happened before creation because uh, we overcome the accusations that he's making about us by the blood of the Lamb. So Christ has come and he's died for our sins and we are washed in the blood of the Lamb and we're born again. And by the word of our testimony is the other way that we overcome what he's trying to do and break us down and, and accuse us before God. So this is how we overcome those accusations. Why, why can't that be a, a lamb from the first temple era? Because we know that this is talking about the blood of the Lamb, speaking of Jesus Christ himself. And the word of the testimony, that, that's telling us right there how we combat the devil anyway. We know that when we have the armor of God on, one of the first things that it talks about is the helmet of salvation. That's the word of our testimony, knowing that Jesus died for our sins. He shed his blood for my sins. Now my sin's been covered with that and that I can share that through the testimony. Now I am cleansed from now till Jesus comes back. Okay. All right. So the next verse is really important. It gives us more information about uh, what's going on here. So verse 12, therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath. The devil is coming down unto you having great wrath. Because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Okay, so here scripture tells us that when the devil loses his place, where he can't accuse us anymore before God, that he is going to be cast down and he's coming down and he's full of wrath, of great wrath. And it also says that he has a short time. So that's one reason why he's full of wrath. So we're going to find out that the wrath of the devil, which we just heard about here, is actually going to be the time of the Great Tribulation. It will be the same time that we've looked at before. So clearly right here the scripture tells us the Great Tribulation is the wrath of Satan. It's not the wrath of God. So Revelation 12, 13, you want to read that? And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. This is the very next verse. 
Yeah, so the reason why that's important to us is remember where the tribulation started in Matthew 24. Mm -hmm. It started in Judea. So he goes after the woman who is actually Israel. We can prove that from Scripture. I'm not going to go there today and explain all that. But it says that the woman had 12 stars around her head and that she gave birth to a son that the devil tried to kill. And then he was taken up to the throne of God. And so we know that this woman is Israel in short. And then the first thing that Matthew twenty four fifteen through 21 tells us is that the tribulation, the great tribulation, will start in Israel. So that is why it says um, that he went after the woman which brought forth the man-child. Verse 14 says, Unto the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time, there's that again, mm-hmm. and times, and half of time, from the face of the serpent. So, here we go with that timing that we know is the great tribulation timing. And it goes all the way back to Daniel, and it lets us know that it's going to be for time, times, and a half a time. And so, a side note here is one of the things we teach about the United States is that the woman, it says she is given the wings of a great eagle that she might fly into her place. So, we believe that the great wings of the eagle there are the same wings that are talked about in Daniel 7, 4, where it talks about the lion that had eagle's wings and Daniel watched as the wings were plucked. And it was given the heart of a man and made to stand on the feet of a man. We believe that that is the United States of America. Daniel saw the birth of the United States of America. And we believe because we have always helped Israel and been a friend to Israel that this scripture is talking about the United States of America helping Israel. And into her place, her place is Israel. It's Jerusalem. It's where, you know, in, uh, when we talk about the confirmation of the covenant... We find that all the way back in Genesis 15 where God told Abraham, I'll give you this land from the great river of Egypt to the great river Euphrates. And so that's her place that God designated for her. And that's where she'll be taken care of for time, times, and the dividing of time, which is the period of the great tribulation. All right. So all that lines up with what Jesus told us in Matthew 24, Mm -hmm. right? And then Revelation twelve seventeen has some more information there. It says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Okay, so this lets us know that it's not just Israel that the devil is full of wrath about. He's going to also go after Christians, go after born-again believers. The remnant of her seed which kept the commandments of God in the testimony of Jesus Christ. So after the break, we'll talk more about that, but sounds like we're coming up on a break. We are, and we will get to your calls. The number to join us is one 363 8463 If you're interested in learning more about God's wrath specifically, be sure to get our new DVD by Dave Robbins at intime.com slash DVD. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell. Today we're talking about whether or not the Great Tribulation is the wrath of God. Now this topic is controversial. We realize there are many Christians who don't agree uh, with our uh, opinion on this. We believe that it's scriptural and uh, we don't try to make it a, uh, a point where we need to part ways and, and not be able to remain friends over. In fact, I, I believe it's still true that we've never even written about this topic in our magazine in regards to the timing of the rapture. So we aren't trying to make it a divisive point where we're wanting you to be aware of what's going on in the world, what the scriptures say about what you and I will be facing. And we want you to be ready above all costs. We want you to be ready uh, first and foremost spiritually. So we believe that everyone should be born again long before this great tribulation comes. So if you're not familiar with that term or you're questioning whether or not you are born again, go to end time dot com slash reborn and uh, learn more about what it means to be born again. I'll also remind you that, like I said, this topic is controversial. Well, we're going to talk about the truth as best as we possibly can for as long as we possibly can. Uh, we're committed to that above everything else. And so, um, you know, we don't we, we aren't really going to shy away from that. And, um, you know, if you appreciate that, we know a lot of you out there do, I would encourage you to become a partner with us. We survive from the goodness of God and from donations from people just like you that average somewhere around $50. Um, some people give one time, some people give every single month. Uh, whatever the Lord is leading you to do, I'd ask you to pray about it and, and see what the Lord would have you uh, to contribute. Um, we make this show totally free. So you watch it on Facebook or YouTube or listen to it on the radio or watch on television. It's totally free to you to consume that every single day. It takes a lot of time and effort to make it available for free. And you can help us to continue to do that by going to endtime.com slash give and become a partner with us. We'd appreciate it very much. And like I always say, above everything else, please remember to pray for us. Uh, we certainly feel your prayers. It's very encouraging to us. And we pray for you as well. So you can submit a prayer request that our team will mention in prayer when we gather every morning at endtime.com slash contact. So be sure to do that. We do want to get right to the phones now. Let's go to McKenzie in Virginia. McKenzie, welcome to End of the Age. 
Mackenzie, are you there? All right. I think Mackenzie is not there. We'll we'll come back to Mackenzie if we can. I'm here. Can you oh, hear there me? She is. Yeah, there you are. Welcome, Mackenzie. I think my phone was mute. I do that sometimes. It's <laughs> at the worst times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, um, welcome to the show. So, yes, thank you. I appreciate that, and I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to expound on the fact that it is not God's wrath. Um, because once Satan was a fallen angel, you know, after all the sin in the world, it's obviously Satan's wrath upon us all because we're born into sin. And the seven vials are God's wrath, not Satan's. Yeah, well, I mean, we agree with you completely about... Uh, it being the devil's wrath. When we look at that scripture, I mean, it's pretty plain there that it lets us know that when he's thrown out and loses his place, he's going to be bound to the earth. And it says he's full of wrath. It lets us know the timing of his wrath, what his time is. And I believe the times are here and now, which is why I started my ministry. It's called Joy of the Lord Ministries. Um, And I've been trying to share the word, prophesying for the Lord, and my family thinks I'm absolutely just insane. Welcome to the club, Mackenzie. <laughs> like I we work at a place spent, called End Time. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally just spent a week in a mental institution where I told my therapist that I had visions and dreams from God and I was hearing things. And they counted it as hallucinations and audio issues. And they put me in a psychiatric ward wow. for 10 days. Well, we know that persecution's coming for a lot of us, and, and that's exactly. what... Exactly, and so it is real, and it is now, and that's yeah. what I want people to Amen. know. Well, and, thank you, And McKenzie. you have to overcome it. You have to be positive. You have to stay with Jesus all the way, because if you don't, Satan's got you. Yeah, amen. We appreciate your call, Mackenzie. We'll be praying with you about uh, the days ahead for you as you navigate those times and uh, witness to your family and friends. Uh, we appreciate your call. We will go to James in Missouri. James, welcome to End of the Age. How you doing? We're doing well. How are you? Man, I ain't going to lie. I sat here listening to you guys. I, I, I started praying that y'all wasn't going to bring me up on here. Well, you could have hung up. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 look. If I may, I came up here to tell everybody to go check out our new single, which is Made to Rise, Faith Over Fear, because I believe, as well as so many other people, it is the song that needs to be heard, Faith Over Fear, Made to Rise. But with what you guys are saying, man, y'all had me ready to dance, because even today I was speaking with a minister friend of mine out of uh, Indiana. He's been preaching to me, telling me we're not in the brink of a revolution we're in the brink of a revivolution, and it's to the point that we recognize, as a common man, if you will, we recognize the abomination of desolation will happen upon that temple mound when the Antichrist goes forth into the temple. And, and, and this is just simply something we've been speaking about. I'm not pushing anything. Feel free. I... This is the first time I've called, and Brother Irwin's not here, and I missed this moment. But because of Irwin, I stayed on hold, and I've got to say this. 
Daniel, Revelations, anywhere we've ever been taught anything in the prophetic understanding of what the Antichrist will be, every description that scripturally can be given, and please feel free to correct me later, it's all pointing to a man that's going to walk into that temple and say his God-given name, his birth certificate name is all it's going to take. And if everything else is true, as we recognize happening outside of these shores over yonder in that holy land, if we recognize it to be true, we've got to recognize that the Antichrist is right here in front of us, but we're not going to recognize him, even the Bible says, until he is there that day for mankind. Yeah. James, what, what's your take on the truth. Great Tribulation being the wrath of God? Is that is that why you called today? Oh. <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate your call. Uh, it's great to hear from you, James. Uh, we will go to Lillian in New York. Lillian, welcome to End of the Age. Hallelujah, guys. Peace be with you. Um, listen, there's an answer. And the answer is God is uh, ticked. Uh, he liked the son that was killed. The other son, uh, I am able to raise Cain. Um, I can dispense the devil out of the Bible. Um, I, I found what's your, Lillian, what's your take on the great tribulation for? being the wrath of God? Oh, the wrath of God. He's ticked off at the devil for messing everybody up from the beginning. And it's all in the Bible in a, in, in a manner that's seen. Now, what's happening is we're at the end of the, 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 the time, time and half time. The, uh, so you're, you're the, saying we're at the end of that now? Yes, we are right now. We have little time right now to uh, own up, and, and there's a going to be coming out very soon. All right. Well, th- Lillian, we appreciate your call and uh, giving your opinion on that. We've gone through the scriptures uh, here just before you called, and... Uh, we, we appreciate you sharing your opinion on that. We just don't see it that way according to Scripture. So uh, we do appreciate you calling, though, and sharing your thoughts. Let's go to Joni in Maine. Joni, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi, Joni. Hello? Hi. Yes. Hi. Um, you basically answered my question. I listen to past pastors on the computer and stuff, and they say that we that the Christians won't be a part of the Great Tribulation, that the world will be gone before, well, I'm sorry, like the World War Three and stuff, that we won't be a part of it, that we'll be already gone. Yeah. So, well, but, there, there is a lot of people that preach that, but we're going to get into some more scripture here that's going to explain that. Uh, and we'll, we'll see a little bit more it'll help you understand where our stance comes from and why we believe we will be here for that tribulation time yeah can i just ask one more question Mm -hmm. um so the antichrist he won't rule over america or will he because of the scripture we see there in uh revelation 12 14 what vince read while ago about the two wings of the eagle helping israel we do not believe that we'll be under the control of the Antichrist because we wouldn't be able to help Israel during that time, times and the dividing of time. And we also see in Daniel 11 that Jordan won't be under the rule of the Antichrist. So we know not everyone will be under his rule. The Bible tells us pretty clear in uh, Daniel 11 verse 41 
uh, that uh, Jordan will not be part of it. We know also Israel will not be part of it because the battle of Armageddon will be over Jerusalem. And Mm. so uh, Israel is going to be nourished during that time. And it appears that they will be nourished and helped by the United States of America. Yeah. Okay. Well, the only way I can see that, you know, we that we go up with the Lord is we stick close to him because otherwise we won't make it. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Pretty scary. But I'm praying that I'm right there with you all. Well, thank you, Joni. We appreciate that. And thank you. And have a blessed day. You too. Thank Joni. You too. Now, Doug, Joni said it's pretty scary there. Now, we know a lot of people who feel that same way. How do we handle that? Because I know you and I talk, uh, you know, quite frequently, and we're not scared. Right. Whatsoever. So what do we we say to people when they call scared about these things? For, For one thing, Vince, the tribulation time is going to be a time where we should be hitting the ground running and doing evangelism. I mean, we should be... Uh, doing what Daniel 11 tells us that... Well, and of course, you would say we shouldn't wait on the Great Tribulation. We should be doing that now. Right, we should be doing it now. But we know from Scripture there will be a revival, especially when the two witnesses come on the scene. Uh, They're going to be teaching the truth of the Word of God. There's going to be a false prophet out there that's working hand-in-hand with the Antichrist. He's going to be teaching a false religion, but these two witnesses are going to come out about the same time that the Antichrist is revealed, and they are going to be teaching the truth. There's going to be great revival during that time. And the Bible said that uh, those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits and we shall instruct many. So that's the mindset that I believe that all of us need to be in. Um, the, the times ahead of us are going to be troubling for some. But if you're born again, like you were talking about earlier, there's no need for fear because we're going to be doing the things that the Lord tells us to do. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That's going to be the believers of the world that's teaching other people about the Word of God. And so, so we've established it here very clearly, I, I think. Uh, I think there's still some questions out there, though, it appears. Is the Great Tribulation the wrath of God? No. The Great Tribulation no. is not the wrath of God. It's the wrath of Satan. Now, we're going to kind of jump back into our scripture. You want to do that now? You want to take some more calls? We have less than a minute. So. Okay, let's wait till after the break. <laughs> but I will say this, just to kind of take us up to the break to help us understand. There are scriptures that we're about to get into that are going to help us to see how this time is coming. We're not in that time. Just like the one caller said, she believed that we were at the end of that three and a half years already. We haven't gotten to the seven years yet. And so when we come back from the break, we're going to explain how we know that. All right. Well, you certainly won't want to miss that. Um, If you're on Facebook, share this video. We think that everybody needs to hear this message because it's so popular. Uh, I guess the opposite of what we're talking about is true. Uh, So be sure to share this video so all your friends and family can see it as well. Stay tuned. We'll be taking more calls and getting into more scriptures when we come back. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. It's been an exciting day so far. We look forward to the last 15 minutes being just as exciting, Doug. Oh, yeah. Uh, how would you like to start this last segment? I, I think we need to get into the scripture a little bit more so that we can kind of explain this and wrap it all up and help people understand. And then we can jump back on some calls. All right. We will be getting back to the calls. The number, if you want to join us, is one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Looks like there's only a few slots left, so if you want to get on the show today, you better call now or we may not be able to get to you. Um, we will start back in Revelation, or are we Daniel 9? Daniel 9. Okay, yeah, Daniel 9, 27 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured um, upon the desolate. So in this scripture, you know, if anybody's watched this program before and knows what we teach, this is the uh, peace agreement that uh, Dave spent a lot of time talking about yesterday on the program. It's that is what triggers that final seven years. That's where a lot of people believe that there's seven years of tribulation. The Bible doesn't teach that there's seven years of tribulation. It's going to appear as though there's peace. Israel's going to be able to build a, a third temple. They're going to be able to start animal sacrifices and to worship there again. And they're going to share the temple mount. It's going to look like peace has finally been brought in. But in the middle of that is where the Antichrist is going to come in. It says that he comes in in the midst of the week. That's three and a half years into it. So in the middle is when he sets up the abomination of desolation and he stops the animal sacrifices. So we can understand, you know, what people say. There's an argument out there that says, well, God doesn't dwell in temples made by man. He dwells in us. We are now the temple of God and the Holy Spirit dwells in us. That's absolutely true. But to a Jew that doesn't believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the temple is very important to them. And uh, you can ask any uh, Jewish person in Israel and they all look toward Mount Moriah and having a temple there one day. They've even made pilgrimages up there within the last two weeks and actually prayed there where they haven't been able to pray for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's they're finally making some some headway there. And so it's going to look like this is a very uh, monumentous uh, occasion where they're going to have this seven year uh, agreement there that it's going to look like peace. But in the middle of it is when that abomination of desolation happens and we see this begin to happen. So for proof that there's a temple there and that there's a sharing arrangement. That's Revelation 11. 
All right, starting in verse 1, it says, And there was given me a reed likened to a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise, and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, leave out, and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread under foot forty and two months. So there's that time reference again, mm-hmm. three and a half years. So we know that this is talking about that time, the, the last three and a half years. So remember in Matthew when Jesus tells us about the great, uh, the abomination of desolation, and it says that he'll stand in the holy place and that will trigger the great tribulation. Well, Paul gives us a little bit more information about what that abomination of desolation will look like. And that's in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, Starting in verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God and that is worshipped, so that he is so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So Paul lets us know that that's going to be when he's revealed is at that abomination of desolation. We may have our idea of who he could be. Like one of the callers called out a name while ago. We, we <laughs> talked about that once on the show. We might have an idea, but we will not know until that, that middle of that seven years when he comes out and he stops uh, the sacrifices and sets up the abomination of desolation by saying that he's God and to be worshipped as God. Daniel 11 also talks about this. Uh, starting in verse 31, an arm shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. And then jump to 36, and the king shall do according to his will and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every God and shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that that is determined shall be done. So that scripture right there, Daniel eleven thirty one and 36, those line up perfectly with what Jesus talks about in Matthew 24 and what Paul talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So when you pull this all together now to, to kind of bring it to a head here, Satan is cast out of heaven at the same time the Antichrist is going to be revealed. So we know that that timing is going to be the, the same because it's time, times and the dividing of time, three and a half years 42 months. Once again, that's the wrath of Satan, not God. And uh, 1 Thessalonians, this is uh, the scripture that so many people refer to and say, uh, so I thought we should mention this scripture. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, For God had not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's absolutely true. The thing is, is the timing of the wrath and, and of God and what happens. So that's what I want to look at next. If we look at Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31, I want to do a comparison. So read that for us, Vince. All right. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her life, light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign 
the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, so it says some key things there. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, right? Pretty clear. And it tells you some information about the sun, Mm -hmm. the moon, the stars, the earth. So let's look at Revelation chapter 6 and compare those two. All right, verse 12 says, And I I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as the fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the king of the earth's the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? So look at the comparison there. You got the sun's dark and the moon's not giving us light. The stars from heaven fall. There's a great shaking in the earth. All these things are happening at both of these events. These events are the same thing, except one is the rapture or the resurrection, whatever you want to call it. And the other one is the wrath of God being poured out. We will be raptured. And then the fullness of the wrath of God is going to come down. It says another interesting thing there. It says that the mountains... And the islands were moved out of their places. So we know that can only happen once. You can only knock a mountain down one time. It's not going to grow itself back up. It's going to be leveled, right? So there's some more information that we'll look at as we go down in here that will help us understand. So remember, as we get into Revelation 16 here, and we begin to just tap into the vials a little bit, that the children of Israel were present in Egypt when God began to pour out plagues on Egypt. But they were protected through that. So there was some wrath going on there, but there was protection for God's people. Okay, So one of the things that we find out in the first part of Revelation 16, it tells us that the very first uh, vial that's poured out brings these gruesome sores on people who have the mark of the beast. Okay, So that's the first seal. That's the wrath of God. Yeah, that's the wrath of God. So it it begins to be poured out, but it's poured out after the mark's already been given. So these people have the mark of the beast, and the first vial is poured out on people who take the mark of the beast. That's one way to 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 get out get out of the wrath of God is don't get the mark of the beast. Yeah, there you go. That's true. So verse sixteen tells us. I mean, verse fifteen in Revelation sixteen gives us another key. A verse there that's very interesting. So you want to read that? Well, before I do, I want to highlight that we've got less than four minutes left. You keep saying as we get into this chapter, I'm going, (laughs) I don't know how much more we're going to get into it. So I just wanted to know, you want me to get into this? We've got some calls. What do you want to do? Uh, We better do it, I guess. Yeah, let's let's hit this scripture and then we'll see what we can do. Okay. Uh, Verse 15 says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. 
And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake such as... Uh, was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away and the mountains were not found and there fell upon men a great hell out of heaven. Every stone about the way... So that we could kind of explain some things here. So there we've got... When it says in verse 15, it says, Behold, I come as a thief. We know that the day of the Lord will come as a thief. And it says, Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments. That's the rapture. Then you've got the seventh vial is poured out. And that's the full cup of the fury of God's wrath. And the same events are happening there that happened in the seventh trumpet and happened in the sixth and seventh seal. Everything from the great shaking to it being dark, everything is going on there that happened in these other scriptures. So this is what happens during that that time of wrath. We get raptured out, then God's full fury of his wrath comes down. Man. (laughs) Okay, let's see if we can take a call. All right, let's go to Arden in California. Arden, we are running out of time, so please make your question quick. My question is... First of all, watch you guys, listen to you, love love what you do. Um, but one of my many questions is, what is the relationship between Israel and the blood-bought church during this time? And and how does salvation uh, bring, be brought back to Israel? So in Revelation 7, we see a picture there of 144,000. Uh, Jewish people and a great multitude that no one could count. There's going to be a relationship there where uh, those two witnesses are going to be witnessing and there's going to be, we don't know if 144,000 is a literal number or if this is going to be a symbolic number, but there's going to be people from each of the 12 tribes that are going to come to God that are going uh, to be saved during that time. And that is showing us a, a great picture of the Jewish Gentile church there. So there's going to be a great relationship there with a lot of the Jews that come to the realization that these two witnesses are speaking of Jesus Christ and they will be born again at that point. All right, Arden, we are out of time. Thank you for your call, Doug. Uh, real quickly, what are we going to be doing there in the, during the Great Tribulation? Just leave off with that good note. The great thing about that is that we are going to be strong and do exploits like we talked about before. We are going to instruct many. We are going to be evangelizing. And the greatest thing about this is Revelation 20 tells us that if we have the first resurrection, we will be kings and priests with God for a thousand years. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.